There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You don't just live in your home, you live in your neighborhood as well. So when you're shopping for a home, you want to know as much about the area around it as possible. Luckily, Homes.com has got you covered. Each listing features a comprehensive neighborhood guide from local experts. Everything you'd ever want to know about a neighborhood, including the number of homes for sale, transportation, local amenities, cultural attractions, unique qualities, and even things like median lot size and a noise score. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Living life as a gringo Where you question Where you fit And every time you mingle They say you do this With not enough that My rapping is really bad <laughs> This life as a gringo Yes Welcome to another episode Of Life as a Gringo I am Dramos Of course It is our Thursday Trends episode So you know We break it down Some of the biggest headlines From our community And from the world And helping me do so I've got a special guest On the show today she is an artist, an activist, and a speaker. Zahira Kelly Cabrera. How you feeling? Good. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I, I want to tackle some of these headlines with you and get your take. Uh, I know some of them you have spoken about, so I would love to kind of hear you expound upon them a little bit more. Sure. And then, of course, we'll get into all that you have going on. Um, but on today's show, I want to I tackle, you know, kind of based upon the, the great resignation and also Target announcing that they're going to be upping their minimum wage for employees. Um, I want to talk about this whole sort of current economy that we're in right now and also this restaurant that apparently hasn't gotten the memo uh, because they were taking advantage of their employees. And of course, sadly, they were primarily non-English speaking Latinos. So we'll get into that. I want to touch on uh, Ukraine being invaded by Russia, but also kind of this side conversation that is, that is happening uh, amongst people like yourself. Um, as we're all being asked to sort of stand in solidarity with the Ukraine, but also I think a lot of people, especially in, in communities of color, are left feeling like, where has that same energy been for us as we've been going through it? So I want to dive into all that and kind of get your perspective. And then in the Mijente segment, we will celebrate some good news as a Latin American country has officially finally come to present day and decriminalized abortion. So we get into all that. Of course, we'll have our Ask a Gringo segment where I'll have some of y'all chime in on a question related to one of the stories that we're covering. Before that, though, let's just get into this, this nonsense and we'll do it in a segment we call for the people in the back. Say it louder for the people in the back. Say it louder for the people in the back. 
let's first kind of start in the in the current climate that we're in. I mean, I'd love to hear your perspective on this. I know you're very outspoken. Um, let, let's talk first and foremost what we've seen over the last couple of years with this pandemic, right? People have called it the great resignation, you know, and all these companies are are scrambling right now to to pay their their workers fair wages for once. You had this this restaurant called Rosie's uh, Mexican restaurant in Florida that got busted uh, for actually not even paying their their servers and wage. They were making them live off of tips. Um, they were also making them work overtime with no overtime pay. They had employees under 16 working there after legal hours. Uh, and now the restaurant owes $118,000 in back pay to these people. And then on the flip side of that, you have places like like Target that has boosted its minimum wage to $24 an hour. I mean, when you're seeing all of these different things go on, I mean, obviously it seems like some of these companies and, and places of work are, are having to come to terms with their unfair practices. What, what's your kind of your initial reaction? Uh, my reaction to that is like, it's a sort of chickens coming home to roost type of thing. Okay. I mean, obviously they've been doing this for a really long time. Uh, people have just finally reached the breaking point. I mean, they depend on the labor from workers, but they basically treat workers like trash. So it's just like, um, there had to come a time when they had to actually like value the fact that their entire company depends on us and they should pay us as such. Mm -hmm. Um, with that restaurant, I mean, unfortunately, that's so many places and it's, I don't believe that it's going to stop anytime soon, but I definitely see Target doing a very good thing because the government is not trying to raise the minimum wage. Sure. Um, inflation and everything is going up. The wages have been stagnant for like several decades at this right. point. So, right. Yeah. Um, that is definitely the way to go. I would love to see more companies go that route, and I bet you they'll get employees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? instead of the little signs on the door, it's <laughs> like nobody wants to work for us anymore, right. so we have to close. It's like, but why don't they want to work for you? What are you offering them? Right, like right. You, I, you may as well stay home. I mean, yeah. If you're offering poverty wages, a lot of people have just realized, like, I may as well honestly just be at home and not risk it. Right. Right. Especially when you talk about the the various options to make money in today's day and age, when you talk about the social media culture, you talk about Etsy, eBay, you know, Squarespace, all these different things. You know, the the reality is like you could be flipping old items and make more than like the minimum wage that some of these jobs are are, are paying people, you know, especially um, the, these jobs that have relied on, you know, younger people or, or low income people like they can really make more money doing things for themselves and not have to, you know, demean themselves working for a, a job that obviously doesn't respect them. And I think that that's what we're we're kind of seeing a lot of as well. And also, I mean, when you just talk about Latin culture as a whole, the thing with this restaurant is that they only got caught because there's a hotline for uh, Spanish speaking workers to call up if they're being taken advantage of, essentially. And that brought on this investigation. But the sad thing is you talk about people that that come into this country and are taken advantage of because they don't speak the language and that they're desperate. And I mean, this is something that we've seen for, for forever at this especially, point. Especially especially undocumented people. Who are mm-hmm. they going to report to? Right. Who's going to Absolutely. And if they report, they're getting deported. So it's like, really, right. it's anything goes. Right, right. 
it, and it, it, I mean, I and I, I like how you brought up the government as well because they should be there to protect people. You know what I mean? They should be stepping in and saying this isn't right. You know, but instead, it's these same corporations that we see, like the WalMarts of the world, that have the most employees on on food stamps. You know, and we end up paying for that that extra money as taxpayers, right? Like we're basically mm-hmm. paying for the salary that they're not getting from from the WalMarts of the world. You know. Those companies also get tons of subsidies mm-hmm. from the government and grants. So right. it's like the so much more money goes into that than actual welfare too. So mm-hmm. it's like we're paying welfare twice for these companies, basically. Right, right. As 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 they look down on, you know, the single moms or something mm-hmm. who actually need the food stamps. Like right. these corporations are actually getting a huge chunk of yeah. money from the government. When they don't need it because their profits are literally in the billions. Right. And the government is still literally giving them money and paying for the welfare for their um, employees because God forbid they pay, you know, a fair wage. How they're going to make those billions. Actually, they would still be making billions. It's just like greed. Right. Because you would still be making a shit ton of money. You're Walmart. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, you, you see the salaries of these CEOs and people like that, the higher ups, their inflated salaries. Meanwhile, they're they're people, you know, that are actually the ones doing the dirty work to get the, the job done are, are you know, having to fight just to make ends meet. You know what I mean? Like it, it really, I think, is a, is a telling sort of testimonial to like the mindset of many people in this country. You know what I mean? That they really don't give a damn about anybody uh you know other than themselves it's kind of the american way this sort of like capitalistic greedy me- mentality that really you know as yeah. we boast we're the greatest country in the world we're, we're falling short in so many different places you know yeah basically it, it's uh yeah it's a very i don't know i don't want to be too pessimistic here but you know it, it's hard not to be and, and it's important that that you know we as citizens speak up because you know like you you alluded to before the government you know, isn't stepping in to actually show that they have our best interests at, at hand, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, it's not even pessimistic. It's actually, like, realistic. Mm. Reality just happens to be fucking depressing. Right. <laughs> right. Like, that's not to say there aren't good things, but, yeah, no, that's the truth. A- absolutely. And I want to I want to shift gears now. I mean, this is something else that um, people are, are also calling out our country for, and, and you happen to be one of those people as well. Um, we're talking about obviously all we've heard with uh, Russia invading Ukraine and and, you know, a lot of people have been coming out and wanting to stand in solidarity with the people of Ukraine and and, and all these different things. And I saw a tweet that you posted that actually kind of resembled some conversations I had been hearing from other people in my life. Um, and I'm going to quote your tweet. And I want to I want to kind of hear you expound upon it a bit. But uh, you said a solidarity protest movement bigger than anything we see, you say, question mark. It doesn't occur to y'all when it was people of color, question mark. Yeah, I'm going to have to sit this one out. I'm anti-war, but this is just racist. So let, let's expound upon that that thought a bit. Yeah, I was referring to, like, I keep seeing um, tweets on the timeline talking about we're going to need a solidarity movement bigger than the world has ever seen before. And I'm just kind of sitting here like, Y'all did not have any of this energy mm-hmm. for all of these black and brown countries being bombed. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure um, the U.S. just recently, in the last few days, dropped bombs on Somalia and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Yemen is under fire. 
the Middle East has been ravaged by the United States. Right. Um, the United States has colonized Hawaii, mm-hmm. Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. Guam, so many of these other places. And in general, like Great Britain, like all of these big nations keep doing this stuff. And there's never, and like we saw Black Lives Matter and all the backlash against it. Nobody was like, we need the biggest solidarity movement. It's like none of that garners that attention. There's children, Mm -hmm. Latin American children in cages right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? In the United States. None of that garners that kind of sentiment. And they're just like, well, we need to stop the nuclear war because, and I'm just like, you know, at this rate, um, I'm not sure that that is for us to solve as the people of color mm-hmm. <laughs> who are under these people's foot. Yeah. Um, and then it's just so complicated because then we're also seeing how, like in Ukraine, like uh, African and South Asian right. immigrants treated like really badly. And that's like, honestly, anti-Blackness is global. Mm-hmm. Whatever the country and your pet cause, that's been happening Afro-Palestinians, I'm pro-Palestine, but it happened. Anti-Blackness is global, you know? So Black people have to deal with both, like, the onslaught of what it is to be from that nation on top of the anti-Blackness from its own citizens. You know what I'm saying? And it it happens in Cuba. I'm also pro-freedom for Cuba, but but there's anti-Blackness in Cuba, and people have been protesting against it. Um, Venezuela, like, there were... um, as soon as that stuff started happening, there were like white Venezuelans on Twitter, like being super anti-black and racist. It's like people always find space to be anti-black. But mm-hmm. then it's also kind of like, are you asking we, the people who they oppress mm-hmm. and who have been being bombed by all of, for all of these years, like and colonized, like, are we supposed to save you? Like, right. where are the actual powers of you? Where are the white people? <laughs> I don't know. It's right. just like um the, the the garnering of like all this momentum it's just like it's giving racism because mm-hmm. it's white people that it's happening to right and much 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 worse things have happened to us as people of color mm-hmm. and are still happening and nobody has these sentiments like these grand sentiments right with us it's just kind of like business as usual so it's like while i'm anti-war like I cannot tell you that I'm going to put my body on the line or mm-hmm. actually like make all that kind of an effort. I'm just like, yo, like I have my own life to, to live. I have to survive. And I do not see that solidarity coming for people like us either. So like, mm-hmm. what are we, like, what is our role here? Are we right. like, are we like going to just put our body on the line? It's just kind of, it's not adding up. It's right. not adding up in yeah. so many ways so it's like of course i don't want um ukraine to be invaded i don't want these people to die they're innocent mm-hmm. people dying right i don't want nuclear war but like is that actually on us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how come you don't feel that way about people of color right going right it's just complicated it's a lot of stuff going on there you know <laughs> yeah it, it definitely is complicated actually to your point um they're, they're then they're bringing up this thing that Biden, you know, his administration promised to repeal uh, Trump's immigration policies. Right. But but instead, you know, he's actually deported as many Haitians in one year as the last three presidents did in 20 years. Right. And 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 right. Haiti is obviously going through a humanitarian crisis due to the earthquakes um, yes, people being displaced. Absolutely. COVID. I mean, the assassination of their president last year. Right. 
Um, but but then now the White House announces that they are accepting Ukrainian refugees. Exactly. <laughs> it's just kind of like, so are we really all going to rally behind Ukraine? I think that they got this. Right. I don't, um, this is not politically correct, but it's just like, this is white people business. And these <laughs> white people are handling it. Yeah. Like, Ukraine, Russia, the U.S., like, these are all countries with Nazi freaking um, backgrounds, mm-hmm. not for nothing. Yeah. You know, they're fighting among themselves. Unfortunately, people of color will pay the price anyway. They already are. But um, I, I don't know about all that. I don't yeah. think that's on me. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, it's tough because I think, you know, obviously there's the human element of it. Like you said, you know, you don't of know, you don't want to see human life lost. But then, you know, I guess there is a part of you that can't help but also be human yourself and harbor some sort of bitterness because it does it does seem like every time it's a white crisis, we're all expected to kind of just, you know, be like, you know, speaking out about it and and fighting about it and posting about it. I mean it was it's even kind of reminiscent to um you know the the girl Gabby Petito that went missing and then like mm-hmm. you hear all these things like but you know how many people of color how many indigenous women go missing and we never get the same sort of national national headlines and then and then you have people being like you know how are you pointing this out when the people are obviously going through pain and it does become this really complicated oh, conversation yeah. you know it is super complicated. Like with that Gabby Patino stuff, like I followed it too. And like, I thought, I think that it reeks still of domestic violence, mm-hmm. of feminicide, Yep. you know, which is something that is also familiar for me in the Dominican Republic, where we have the highest, one of the highest feminicide rates ever. Sure. It's like from jump, that's what it looked like. I was very sympathetic to it. But at the same time, are we going to really deny that? Literally, no one cares when black and brown women go missing, and we go right. missing the most. Yeah, literally, no one cares. But this is like a cute blonde, blue-eyed girl. Sure. The entire world has to stop. You yeah. know, it's like a, that scary movie reference. Like the mm-hmm. whole world got to stop for a white girl who fell down the well. Right. But what I'm saying is, right. it it remains relevant. Like yeah. that really is what we're asked. So it's like, nah, like okay. We can care about that, but like, when are y'all gonna care about everybody else too? Right, right. And I think, I think what people don't realize is, I don't think we are just complaining for the sake of complaining. I think a lot of people are probably really ignorant to this is actually what's happening, right? That we've been programmed mm-hmm. to elevate white stories or terrible moments that happen to white people, and and elevate those above moments that happen to people of color, and. And, you know, and to be fair, I'm sure there are a lot of, you know, white people out there who don't even realize that this is what the media has programmed. This is what society has has programmed. But you can't be a denier when the facts are are the facts at the end of the day. Yeah, basically. I mean, the stats are underreported and they'll still tell you that it's like we are the most susceptible to these things. Black and indigenous women are the most susceptible. Right, right. Whatever we're talking about, um, black indigenous people in general. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, people may not know, but it's just like a general like global conditioning at this point where... like the whole thing about Black Lives Matter is because really at the end of the day, um, white lives are the only ones that matter. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you are human, but the problem is you're the only one who gets to be human. At right. This point. right. That is an issue. 
Right. Um, we're all human. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, um, as much as people have a problem with that slogan, that's where it comes from. It's like, you guys really think that the lives of people like us don't matter. That's right. why said. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. So I know it's been a little bit heavy. Uh, I want to I wanna now get into some positive stuff from our community. We'll do that in our Mijente segment, of course. But first, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there. I'm Honey German and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Now let's talk about something that's a little bit more celebratory, especially when you talk about the history of, of man, Latin America and the, the culture it has when it comes to how it views women. And, and we're seeing this um, this last week where uh, kind of taking a page out of, out of fellow Latin American countries uh, like Argentina and Mexico. Colombia's highest court has officially decriminalized abortion, and they're they're saying they decriminalized abortions that for the first 24 weeks of pregnancy, meaning that Colombian women can 
no longer face legal consequences for opting for um, abortion. And and obviously, Latinos as a culture are a lot more conservative than people realize, I think, traditionally, mm-hmm. um, especially because of religion at the end of the day, right? You know, the, the religion plays a, a large portion in our households, especially when you're talking about the previous generations. And, and you know, that's why things like this have, have remained the way they have, you know, in places like like Colombia. I mean, let, let's talk about this, though, as a as a woman, you know, seeing a, a story like this. I mean, how does it how does it make you feel? Um, I am very, very happy mm-hmm. for everyone with a womb, a uterus in mm-hmm. Colombia, be they women or non-binary sure. or trans men or whatever they might identify as. Because that's right. another thing a lot of people will um, get mad when we talk about it as anything other than only women. Right. But like it's 2022. Let's be real out here. Um, I'm super happy for that. It's like a huge step forward for them. I wish that the rest of Latin America could follow suit mm-hmm. in the Dominican Republic. We're at like they won't give us any kind of leeway. Um, they had at one point taken away like the legal stuff that like um, made it so people would come after you and you could actually go to jail if wow. you uh, got abortion or whatever. And now they actually backtracked. Mm. and put it back that way we're like there is no exception for rape or for mm. like when you have a an illness that basically is going to kill you if you mm-hmm. carry on with the pregnancy there's just nothing um so for me colombia is like studying an example mm-hmm. honestly for the rest of latin america I hope that the other ones take heed. Um, unfortunately, like the whole conservatism is real. The so, so-called the Christianity, mm-hmm. um, that's all super colonial um, right. induced as well. I mean, who right. brought that and first brought that on us? Mm-hmm. Um, indigenous and Black people had hella herbs and methods mm-hmm. that they had for abortion, pre-colonization, so we did not necessarily have hang-ups about that before these people. And their own religion. Um, at the end of the day, yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's literally your life and your choice and you don't know anybody's circumstances. Right. Um, like as much as people try to go against it, nobody's going to raise your kid for you and, mm-hmm. and um, pay all the bills that come along with it mm-hmm. and push them out for you and go through right. the pain, that, you know. Right. So it's just kind of like, yeah, I'm hoping that this sets the stage for the rest of Latin America eventually rising up to that level, right. honestly. Right, right. But what's, and what's actually even scary is that in this country, there's growing movements to make abortion illegal. You know what I mean? Right. They're just going backwards. Right. Well, that's the thing. It's like, man, we made strides, but now we're f- trying to find a way to go back uh, you know, to how things were, which has so many scary implications in general, not just when it comes to women's reproductive rights, but this is the start, you know, and, and it's always ironic to me that because obviously it's conservatives, it's Republicans who are, are really pushing this. It's always ironic to me that they complain that they want less government, but then they want the government to get involved and tell women what to do with their private parts. It really doesn't make any sense. Oh, they're also going to be the first ones to complain about so-called welfare homes. Mm-hmm. They're going to be the first ones right. to complain about how if you're poor, you should be having kids or whatever. Yep. But in the U.S., it's like, well, everywhere. There's just like a very far right leaning thing going on globally. Yeah. And in the U.S., it's also about like 
population numbers. White mm-hmm. population numbers are going down. Yep. Abortions will keep that up. Mm-hmm. And also, um, uh, it's like, uh, like whatever, lack of abortions will, you know, bring their numbers up. But it's also just right. like they're ensuring that there is an underclass for them to exploit. Right, right. You know, they prevent abortion too, not for nothing, you right. know? Absolutely. It's like they're ensuring that, you know, their numbers stay a little higher because it's like by, I don't know what year in the future, they're yeah. going to be a minority at this point. Yeah. You know, like Latinos and Black people and everybody else is going to yeah. be more people. But also it's just like literally they're making sure that there's still an underclass who's going to join the military. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Who's gonna work all these shitty jobs that we were talking about earlier? Right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So yeah, and also it's just plain old misogyny, just yep. um, power tripping about uh, the bodies of people who are not men, like cis hetero men, mm-hmm, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it, 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 that's where we're at. Right, and and sadly, it's the same playbook. They just kind of put a different cover on it. You know what I mean? Like. We've seen this when it came to the sterilization of women in Puerto Rico, you know, decades ago. You know what I mean? Like we've seen black people getting tested on for various things. Right. Like all these these different ways that they do to try and keep, you know, white supremacy living, essentially. Right. Like, you know, and white supremacy in the most literal term, it doesn't have to be people in hoods burning crosses, like literally the the supremacy of the of the white race. You know what I mean? And making sure that there is some separation, you know, that it's all just them doing the same thing and just kind of putting a different costume on it. Exactly. Yeah, no, there's a lot of uh, strategizing that happens as far as controlling populations one mm-hmm. way or another. Right. Be it denying abortion or like you said, sterilization, like mm-hmm. forced sterilization. Right. It's like they're still playing with like chattel as yeah. far as they're, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. they're not even people. They're just right. playing with your life. However, is best for them, you know, to manipulate things. Yeah, no, at one one hundred percent. Um, we are, <laughs> we took another turn into the negative, uh, uh, over here. But yeah, I mean, you have to have these conversations at the end mm-hmm. of the day. You know what I mean? Because like, if we're not having them, the other side definitely is not having them, and they'll be happy to sweep this under the rug even more. Basically, basically. So let let's now. I want to talk about all that you do because I know you kind of wear a lot of a lot of different hats. Uh, I know you're uh, a speaker, you're an activist. I've seen you, you know, writing and, and you know, participating for different, um, you know, Latin based uh, social media sites and producing content for them. I mean, anybody that's not necessarily familiar with what exactly you do, let, let's kind of just put them on to some of the projects that you're, you're really passionate about right now. Um, yeah, right now I am honestly still doing uh, talks at universities mm-hmm. um, about race and gender in Latin America. Yeah. That's like my bread and butter. I am continuing to do the writing. I am continuing to take on whatever comes along, doing consulting, like cultural mm-hmm. consulting for yeah. networks like HBO and stuff like that. And for um, Urbano artists, which I'm mm-hmm. not going to name at this point, but the really big ones. Yeah have been calling me to ask me like so i have this new song you know like so how do i do this so that it's socially responsible because like we're reaching that point yeah you know what i'm saying they're realizing there's going to be a pushback if i'm not on point and correct right especially when it's the ones who have like a woke image 
already it's they want to do the right thing yeah um in, in like music you know everybody's got black aesthetics on it's black music mm-hmm. black dancing black slang like right. afro latino slang yeah but you can't find a single black girl on a mic or on the radio mm-hmm. somehow how is that possible sure. you know sure. so it's just kind of like it's stuff that makes people uncomfortable but it's like it has to be questioned it has to be said and right. I guess that is really what I have been doing at this point. I love that. I love that. That's beautiful. I mean, obviously, it's really important work, you know, and, and every one of these types of conversations starts out as difficult. But the, you know, the hope is that over time, people become more aware and then more open to understanding kind of the error of, of the way right. of, you know, the way have things have been done historically, you know, and that's the only way we can get to healing is actually having a real conversation. And then, you know, using that new knowledge to work past it. Yep. Basically, um, it's like among Latinos, we just have like this thinking like that doesn't happen among us. That's just in the right. U.S. <laughs> right. Don't bring that over here. And it's like, no, baby, the U.S. got that from us. Mm-hmm. Latin American colonizers did it first. They created yep. that hierarchy that we see now with indigenous right. and black people at the bottom. Yeah. Um, and white people at the top. And still in Latin America, you look at the upper classes, it's going to be usually whiter people, sure. you know? Yeah. Um, so um britain was inspired by what was happening in latin america and they were like hey we want to do this too so like about 100 years later they tried to colonize north america or they didn't try they did mm-hmm. but they followed the schematic that was created in like say countries like mine which was the first country that was colonized um mm-hmm. the Dominican republic slash haiti um which was indigenous genocide bringing over slaves yeah. creating racial hierarchy you yeah. know they literally got that from us and Latin Americans just have to sort of come to terms with that, that mm-hmm. like none of this is coincidental. We've actually been doing this for 600 years. Right. Our hands are not clean. Yeah. They're not, you know, that's not getting go shit. The gringos got it from us. Right. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, it, it's a dark part of our history that we have to, you know, be able to come to terms with in order to progress and become, you know, stronger and more united as a, as a community for sure. Pretty much. So, where can where can people follow you if they wanna wanna check out more uh, of your content? What's where do you wanna push them to? Um, I'm on Instagram at bad underscore dominicana two Twitter at bad underscore dominicana. I'm not for the weak, for the faint of heart. Um, you know, just be prepared. I just tell it like it is. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. And I love that you also had to give a little warning to anybody before they, it's uh, because people come and then they're like oh my god right. how dare you talk about the things that you are known for talking about it's like this is what i do right 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 so, like, prepared. <laughs> i love it i love it but listen i appreciate you hopping on the show it's been a pleasure getting to, to talk with you and pick your brain uh, i'm sure we'll, we'll connect more at some point down the road likewise thank you for having me Man, big thank you to Zahira for hopping on today's show and, and helping us kind of deep dive into some of these trending stories. And now I want to hear from y'all, of course, in our Ask a Gringo segment. Before that, though, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, 
State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tuda shows wherever you get your podcast. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Ask a All right, so you know how we do. I post on my Instagram at DJ Dramos a question that I love to get y'all's perspective on. Now, this week's question is is based upon kind of the the topic of you know workers not getting paid the right amount and, and places like Target trying to you know correct that and 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 fix that history. And I, I know that this is kind of a topic that's been had a lot. I think we've talked about it, you know, a little bit here on the show, but we're still seeing the after effects of the pandemic and and kind of the way that, man, almost two years later, people have really shifted their mindset. Many have at least, you know, and and many have changed their priorities or recognized their worth depending on their job. So I want to ask y'all, how has the pandemic changed your perspective on your job or career? So let's read a few of them here. All right, so uh, let's start here. This is uh, Lee underscore Gambino. She says, still love my career, but I'll never work myself dead like I used to pre-COVID. And I love that that mindset shift, I think, because, you know, the reality is like not everybody hates their job. I have a job that I love. And, and because I have a job that I love, I also thought it was then acceptable to allow it to become the main sort of focus in my life. And I'm not going to sit here and say that I've been perfect at it, that I don't go through time periods where Maybe I'm not devoting as much time to my personal life as I need to be, but it's definitely been something that I'm trying to make 
an active step in my life to have more balance and realizing that there is more just beyond work. And I think a lot of people, like like she said, have come to this kind of realization, you know, that the only thing that really matters at the end of the day is like the, how you spend your time on this earth and who you spend it with, right? The people that you care about. Like this leads me to another comment I, I got on here is from Chels underscore Zane. She said, yes, it made me realize my job really doesn't give a fuck about the employees. And that's another thing, right? You learned a lot about the place that you work for and the people that you work with, you know, especially during those early days when like, we didn't know what the fuck was going on. You know what I mean? Like, and some places really showed that they cared about their employees and did everything they could to keep people safe and be accommodating, while others proved that all they cared about was the bottom line and that you as an employee are replaceable. So with all that knowledge in mind, it's like, why am I working myself dead for people who don't actually really value me or my work? Let's see, at Looney I am said, yes, I started my own mobile mechanic business as my DJ career ended, but I'm good. And I love that, man, because that's something I can obviously relate to, right? Like I was a DJ and at that time, DJing was making more than my radio career or at least was half of my, my complete salary at that time, right? So that meant half of my salary was gone and I was left to figure it out. And I mean, to be real, I, I talked to this a bunch, but I think at that point I was already emotionally or spiritually ready to kind of start moving on from doing DJing full time. But I still had to go and, and figure out what that next step was. You know what I mean? Like I didn't plan it on ending that quickly. But now, you know, almost two years later, I'm in the best position of, of my life, you know. So it definitely, you know, forced me and I didn't mean to take over this whole conversation. This is y'all segment. But I know for me, it forced me to then start focusing on what actually really made me happy and start building towards that. And it's and it's been a blessing. And let's see, last one I have time to read here. Isaiah.co says, hell yeah, got to have a skill that is needed. And this is actually interesting because I think it's a, it's a great way to kind of look at life. You know what I mean? I think at the end of the day, for most jobs, we are all expendable, right? They could find somebody else to do our job. Or, you know, as we move into the future, certain jobs are going to become automated. So it's important for us you know, to always be kind of looking for what the future is and never, I talk about this a lot, but never getting married to just one idea or one vision for your life. You know what I mean? Like you have to really always be striving for growth in so many different ways, be it your personal self, but also your, your physical skills, you know what I mean? And, and, and make yourself valuable in the world and continue to bring value to a world that is is ever changing, you know what I mean? And and it's a really important mindset to have especially in in the times that we live in right now with like the crazy things that we're seeing with the economy and so much kind of expedited change as a result of of, you know, technology advances over the last couple of years. Like, yeah, I think that's a great way to kind of look at life. Like, you know, I want to make sure that in the future I am somebody who can't be looked at as as expendable you know so how do i put myself in a position to to be that you know and that's learning skills and and using your brains and your creativity which i think is all a, a beautiful thing and with that said thank y'all so much for participating in the conversation again at dj dramos you want to be a part of these i do it for each and every episode and let's close things out and put a neat little ball on all that we've been talking about in a segment we call conclusion stew time for conclusion All right. So I, I think the general crux of, of what we were talking about today is like really difficult conversations, you know, and and trying to unapologetically have those conversations because we know how incredibly important they are to have. Right. Like 
the things that we're talking about, you know, when you talk about this idea of, of like white problems always being valued higher than that of people of color, like that's not to sit here and, and denigrate white people, to spread hate against white people, to spread mistrust in the Latin community, you know? And even when we hold the mirror to ourselves, it's not to make us hate our own culture or to look down upon our history. But these conversations are all necessary in order for actual change to happen. And if we want to see progress, we have to embrace these tough moments where we face some of the dark history that we have as human beings. And facing it is the only way to actually move past it. And, and sadly, as you see with this country and many other places, like we've been really good at kind of, you know, putting a Band-Aid on the wound, but not actually treating the wound itself. And and these same kind of conversations and these same sort of despicable ideas and then plots keep rearing their their ugly head because we've never actually healed the wounds of the past. So I know as much as this sort of just sounds like people being angry, you know, people always finding something to be angry about. The reality is it's like that's not what's going on. It's, it's pointing out conversations that people are trying to avoid because they're hard to have, but are incredibly necessary if we want a better world for ourselves and the future generations. And with that said, thank y'all so much for tuning into another episode. If you have suggestions for uh, show topics, I'm always loving hearing them. DM them to me at DJ Dramas on Instagram. Head over to mindofayounglord.com, young spelled Y-U-N-G. If you want to cop some gringo merch. And man, we'll be back with a brand new episode on Tuesday, of course. Until then, have an amazing weekend. And I'll talk to y'all then. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi, everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.